episode number 185 with Stephen Mike. Welcome to the Heads Up Poker Podcast. This is Steve Martin. This is Rampage. How are we doing, Rampage? Not too bad, Steve. Right on, right on. All is well. Good what deal. day of the week is it here? I don't even know. Is it Friday? Uh, it is. Yes, it's Friday. <laughs> yes, it is. I should know that. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a nine to five working stiff now. At, uh, uh, I'm up in, the, uh, up in the office running, uh, doing a bunch of, I'm basically Dilbert right now. Um, with the, uh, I told you about the shoulder injury I got, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's recovering. Um, but, uh, they've got me as a Dilbert right now. I'm, I'm basically playing, uh, where's Waldo except with fire hydrants and I'm using the program Google maps. So okay. it, uh, that's pretty much my day. I spent about, uh, I'm, I'm down to about 40 seconds of hydrant and I think we have 5,600 total. But uh, a week or so ago, it, it was taking me about five or six minutes per hydrant. And then I got with the uh, IT guys, and I'm like, I need a faster computer. <laughs> and they, they streamlined the process a little bit, and I'm, I'm down to about 40 seconds or so per hydrant, which I think is about as quick as it's going to get. But, I would think um, this would make it – is this more difficult to uh, accrue uh, vacation days, which you love? In- trade with people i mean you if you have to do nine to five you can't be like okay i'll take that 24-hour shift there no i can't that's the thing it's uh it's very different like i i you know i wake up at i don't know 5 30 every morning and then i get to the uh, office by seven and then i don't leave until 5 30 and i'm it starting to make me realize i'm like man how do how do normal people get anything done it's uh, you know <laughs> like when do you go grocery shopping like you just can't go and see a movie on a tuesday at one o'clock in the afternoon when no one's there it, uh, it's very i've had this 24-hour schedule now for 17 years it's uh it's different with the uh, nine to five um i often am the same way i'm like geez man i don't how do, i didn't have a chance to get anything done today and then I'm like well that's because i had my thumb actually in my ass <laughs> while i while i roam the internet for nine hours <laughs> i guess a different kind of busy right <laughs> yeah steve jesus I'm uh, I'm out in Vegas right now. Okay, that's yeah. right. I uh, I flew out uh, yesterday, um, and uh, man, I I am never making that drive again. There is absolutely no need to. My brother has an extra car here. Um, it was less than two and a half hours to get here. I'm like, man, this is just the way to go. Are you out there to uh, to grind some small birds or just hang out with the family? What's the uh, what's the how long are you out there? What's the plan? Well, I'm just here for the weekend because I got to be back to work on Monday. Uh, but um, it's my brother's birthday, oh. so I'm out here. And uh, yeah, I flew in uh, yesterday evening, and um, don't have to put up with the normal um, anal rape that you do at uh, with the TSA at LAX. Which gotcha. Is, um, you can actually have a toothpaste that is over 3.8 ounces. Um, kind of nice you can actually take water you don't have to dump it out into a trash can and then refill it up that sounds good steve <laughs> yes. who is it what is your what is your brother's personality how would you describe him is he such a 
cheery optimist like yourself? He's uh, is the, is does the, does this weird disease of just total happiness a part of the entire Barton clan? Or <laughs> he's quieter than I am. Uh, so, okay, here's an example. Um, I would like to get up on stage and uh, you know deliver some kind of speech. Right. For him, that would be a punishment. Sure. You know, um, like uh, here's an example. When when he graduated from mechanic school. He got valedictorian uh, out of his class. Uh, just apparently he just blew everyone else out of the water um, in this. And my parents and I didn't even know until we showed up to his graduation and he's wearing a valedictorian sash. And we're like, oh, he's valed- Wow. He never told us, <laughs> you know, he right. got, uh, he's very humble like that. He got... Uh, he took this test with Mercedes. Um, uh, basically, what happens if, if somebody brings in a car, a mechanic fixes it, gives it back to the customer. The customer brings the car back and says, it ain't fixed. And uh, the mechanic fixes it, fixes it again, or at least thinks it does, sends it back to the customer. It comes back a third time now. Now, if it, goes back, if it goes back to the customer and they bring it back a fourth time, Mercedes has to buy the car and give them another one. Uh, so they, don't really, they really don't want to do that. Well, when it comes back for the third time, they give it to my brother. He scored the highest on um, this test that they give all all around the world that anyone has ever scored on this Mercedes test, and he never told us. The only reason we would have ever known is is his wife Marcy told us. So he's real um, he's real humble like that. He's the LeBron James of uh, Mercedes mechanicry. There, yes, he is. <laughs> I don't know if that's a word, but it is now. Yes. Yeah, he's uh he's quite the mechanic. He's pretty quiet. Um he um Yeah, I don't know. When Just, America when America goes to hell, those mechanics are still going to find a little work. Yeah. I mean, like I'm trying to think of the the 1% who are who are when the 1% the rich want to want to barricade them in, they're still going to need some mechanics. Mhm. I obviously will be one of the first people who will be find themselves totally useless. <laughs> You're all, well, I can't find my keys. I'm just done. Right. You know, let alone try to start the car. Um, oh, I, got a, um, I got an email from a listener. Okay. Uh, it's from Paul. He says, uh, thanks for the email. This was the follow-up to the 6-4 Spades. Uh, he said, I can't imagine the effort it took to work your way down to me and my $5.71 account and $0.06 rake, rake back. Consider the rake back contribution. Thank you, Paul. Uh, I've not made a deposit on any poker site since Black Friday, but have been funding my online accounts through free rolls. Uh, he goes on to say, he said, I've, I've listened to your podcast from the beginning, which makes for kind of a weird relationship. He says, as a 65-year-old man who was divorced long ago and has just celebrated my 30-year anniversary to my second wife, I'd like to share two pieces of advice. First, although it's painful now, it will be better. Second, I wouldn't be in too much of a hurry to start dating seriously. At the time, I thought I was fine six months in, but looking back, I wasn't. Uh, thank you, Paul. It, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of been a journey for me. It, um, uh, right when I think that, you know, I've moved on, I'll be just driving randomly, and then all of a sudden, I'll just get super pissed at my ex, and I'm like, okay, I guess I haven't completely can I Can go. I ask one question real quick, Steve? Yeah. Can I get those six cents? <laughs> Maybe we could put it towards Bitcoin. <laughs> things things are rough. No, I'm sorry. You're driving along. You're angry. Yes, go ahead. 
Yeah, and it just, uh, it's like, maybe I haven't completely let this go yet. I mean, that's happening less and less often. I mean, it used to be uh, 30 times a day, you know, and now maybe it's once or twice a week or something, but there's still something there, you know what I mean? And it, uh, um, you might be right, Paul, maybe this is going to take uh, longer than I originally thought, but I don't know. Well, a lot of it at this point, I mean... It's not simply at this point. It's not loss of love or loneliness. It's just, it's it's just fucking enraging when someone gets the best of you. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I get. That's what I feel about my little uh, rampage show. How did I let some guy basically like fucking steal my money while he's sitting there and not even turning the camera on? Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, and taking it. You know what I mean? It's just it it's uh it, it steals a little bit of your manhood. I don't know. It's yeah you're i'm sure you're grateful steve uh a much better man than me so this is not gonna something you're gonna take to the grave but um yeah it's 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 fucking ridiculous that that woman has so much of your money i mean let's just be honest that would be financially you're gonna recover because you're just such a tight ass you're gonna save every dollar and everything but uh yeah that would drive me uh, you're not alone steve that would fucking have all of us angry I, you know what it is? I feel like it's that I consciously or subconsciously knew that it was coming, but I just did it anyways. <laughs> it's like, so you got your own self anger on top of the, anger towards, I think yeah. that's what it is more yeah, sure. anger towards her is it's, it's, it's like, I'm pissed at myself for like, how the hell would I allow myself to, to let this happen? You know what I mean? But, uh, but. Steven, I've been I've been mocking your feeble mind for almost four years now, <laughs> and you, you thought all along it was a joke. And, and I was trying to protect you from yourself. <laughs> Smarten up, Barton. No, <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Yeah. but well, thank you, Paul. There's a, oh, he goes on to say he's got some advice for Bitcoin here. Um, maybe we could use it. He says I also have a Bitcoin poker analogy for you. Would you play in a game? Or would you play in a home poker game where, and he's got six uh, rules here. One, you aren't allowed to see the deck of cards or know how many cards are in it. Two, the dealer is a stranger hired by your opponent and you're not allowed to see the deal. Three, sometimes the dealer gives your opponent one or two extra cards. Four, you play table stakes with your chips visible. Your professional opponent has unlimited funds but decides how much to put on the table after he sees his cards. Um... Your professional opponent determines the value of the chips after each hand. You pay a high rake, uh, whether you win or lose. Love the show. Keep up the good work, Paul. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. <laughs> Maybe we could have used that letter like uh, uh, end of December, early January. <laughs> we could have pulled out. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bitcoin. What are we saying now, Steve? I don't know. Uh, I desperately want it. Carlos is still here, by the way. Oh, cool. So there's some, but uh, I was quickly going to say on the woman front, I've, I've lost 20 pounds almost. Um, oh, good for you. 17, 18 pounds in a month. So like uh, psychologically, I can't go on there hitting women, hitting on women until I've, I've lost some weight. So, uh, but with, with, so Carlos and I've been dining together. Thanks. We've been studying poker together, but we've also been uh, reflecting on Bitcoin together. Carlos is very optimistic on the Bitcoin. Hmm. Okay. He's done his research and da, da, da. But anyways, we watched some video of some guy has like Bitcoin has collapsed, quote, 
and dropped 70, 80% or more five times. Hmm. But all those times previously, it had had like a 1,000% run up. So hmm. the price is still going up all along. Okay. If you, if you know what I mean. They actually did. I think the average run up was like 1,400%, the rise after the fall and like a year later. So it's all had a predictable pattern. So this is one of those guys that thinks Bitcoin's going to be 100,000 in the next six months, in other words. <laughs> I don't know. We can laugh at it now, but... Um, he may be right. <laughs> yeah. some I've already had to sell two and a half Bitcoin because of the Vegas disaster. And right now my cash supply is... I just had a $3,000 week playing live. And if I basically have a hot streak, I can kind of avoid selling them but I, it really is gonna i'm just dancing on the edge here so i'm probably gonna have to sell a couple more which is really yeah i mean i'm slowly going broke basically through poker and my life expenses and the, the bitcoin so crossing my fingers and hope somehow i can hold out till a couple of them hit you know 15 20 and sell but i don't know those altcoins man I, <laughs> there's nothing some guy was explaining to me the idea of sunken costs um, I can't explain. Basically, when something goes down so far, he was explaining just hold on to the altcoin and just pray for a miracle. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> at this point, these coins, which collectively at its height, all these coins that I have were at some point worth 70, 80,000. Mm. All these altcoins are now worth like 8,000. Yeah. And I probably should sell that all for a Bitcoin, but. Um, I'm just holding on to some of these till the fucking end, and that's the the fucking substratum and um, icon. That's kind of where I'm at. I mean, I uh, I put about three grand into altcoin, and now it's worth like maybe nine hundred. <laughs> it's uh, I don't I think a grand would be too much. I'd have to add them all up. But that's right, yeah, just just terrible. Some of them that supposedly have are just like strength long term. I mean, I have like forty Monero. Wow. And at one point, those were real. They're down to like 90, 85 bucks or something. Like, yeah. I mean, they were they were up pretty high. Yeah, they were like four or something, weren't they? Yeah. So those, and you got the Zcash. I, I mean, I still got like fourteen Zcash and or something like that. But uh, the that the Zcash, the Monero, and the Neo, I think, well, they're ne there's no threat of them going down to a dollar. But even when they recover, they probably won't recover as much as Bitcoin. They might not. So I mean, even those, I probably should. Um, maybe get rid of Bitcoin Cash, shit show, Ethereum. I mean, everything. Uh, yeah, I'm just crossing my fingers and hoping it goes up. Yeah. And uh, I don't have to sell right away. Even if it, if it makes it like 9K, I'm maybe at least like selling like one of them at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Steve, it's frustrating. You've, you've heard, you, everybody's heard the song and dance before, but, you know, I've put myself in a tough position with poker and my. I need eighty, ninety thousand a year just to just to break even. Well, what could you do, like Carlos esque, that you could lower your um, monthly expenses? Um, there's a lot of things. I mean, I belong to like four. Uh, I don't know, Steve. We've discussed this. Belong uh, to four what? Well, the good thing is, uh, I was going to say training sites, poker training sites, probably. Um, but those are those are probably essential. There are certain things I could do. Um, not not dining, eating out at all. Oh yeah. So I've probably had a beginning here. I made um, the part of the diet is trying to like go vegetarian. Okay. So I haven't had a piece of meat in uh, 
maybe once or twice in the last five weeks if I had like any kind of meat. Wow. But uh, not that that's, but I made a huge pot of chili the other day mm-hmm. and um, vegetarian chili. And it's probably like 10 servings of food for me. Yeah. And the, whole, and the whole thing, the whole thing cost, you know, cause you got veggies and chili powder and I put a couple um veggie burgers in there to give like a little meat feel to it. Yeah. And canned tomatoes. The, I mean, the whole thing probably costs like 15 bucks. Yeah. You've got like dollar meals. So cooking for myself is an obvious thing. My apartment, my apartment, Steve is, is, I mean, it's just expensive. There's certain things I just can't avoid. There's always, there's always new expenses with my son. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, this summer I, I sp- paid for his mom just has no money. I paid for six weeks of summer camp. Okay. Uh, that and, doesn't uh, sound cheap. And a plane, a plane ride out to Maine to see them, see my parents. And like I said, 2,200 a month for rent, car, car payment, everything. So, um, yeah, I'm sure you. If you walked around with me for like a week, you'd be appalled with some of the things I did. I mean, I just bought a printer just because I don't want to go to the library when I print stuff. I mean, that's probably a decent investment. I could use that, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Steve. I just it's gonna be. I'm not gonna survive, but it's just a. Uh, it's just a grind. That's what they call it, grinding. You know what I with the food one. That's that's a pretty big one. If if you eat out a lot. Oh my God, you can save so much money. What I do is I just, I just cook for myself and make all my own meals for six days out of seven. And then the seventh day, uh, which is ironically today is my cheat day. And that's when I go out, you know, if you never ever like go out and get an ice cream or go out and get a burger or something, I think eventually you'll go slowly insane. Um, you know, but if you schedule it like once a day or, or once a week or something, then at least it's like a little reward that you get to look forward to. And you're not, just never doing it you know yeah even just buying the uh pack of gum or the soda at the gas station there's probably 10 bucks a day on stuff like that oh if i just get just get it at costco yeah um then you spend five bucks once every six months for gum (laughs) yeah yeah basically taking it down from eight dollars a day to three dollars a day probably in costs and stuff like that so five dollars a day there we go Fifteen hundred dollars yeah. a year—that's four car payments. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm a I'm a generous guy, believe it or not. I like to tip and stuff. But finally, I'm like—I think we've already maybe discussed this. Like the people who work at the little bodega stand at the, a lot of them times they're sitting on their headphones watching. You know, all they do is come up and I know how everything costs. I come up and get the, the monster drink and just hand them three dollars and they put it in the register. Mm-hmm. And I used to like tip a dollar for that, believe it or not. Oh wow. Yeah, that's uh, probably excessive. Yeah, you know, I'm sorry. So if I buy something and there's quarters or, or but there's there's never, I'm not going to put a dollar in that damn thing ever again in their tip jar because I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. If you rely on tips, well, okay, other people are going to have to pick it up, pick up the expenses for you because you're now getting $300 a year less from me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what? Or you could buy the monster at Costco and then you get the cost down to Right. Well, that's true too. Um, so yeah, a couple dollars here and there. Basically play butter poker. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yesterday I was, you know, I was told Carlos, I got back in and I'm like, I feel good about only losing 500. I, I three bet folded Queens. Mm-hmm. The guy had Kings. Saved wow. myself 300 bucks there. Nice. I just got knocked out of the tournament, the $350 tournament. And like a lot of times I would have just been like, okay, let's fuck. He, hopefully let's, he's got ace king. Let's, 
let's pound it in there. I mean, this was a basic poker 101 fold against this particular villain, so it wasn't anything remarkable. What, uh, what was the hand? Um, he opened early position to, for 25. Two people called. Um, I made it 130. Um, and the guy behind me shoved for like 100. That's not really a part of factor into my thinking at all. Um, other than he maybe has an ace a lot. Oh, this is cash we're talking. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, my bust out hand uh, in, in the tournament. Well, I, I sent you a message. I played one massive pot, right? A straight flush draw on the guy to set. And uh, I hit my turn, hit this straight on the turn, but he hit a full house. And then uh, I forget. I three bet ripped King 10. Um, and uh, the guy had took for took a while and called with ace four for like 18 bigs. I was kind of surprised. Hmm. Um, yeah, but anyways, yesterday could have easily been a $900,000 loss. And, you know, I lost 500 and hopefully I'll go back today or Saturday and have a good day playing cash and win 1500. So still haven't got all the tilt out of my game. So what, what, what happened? So you opened for 25, you made it, you made it 130. You said, yeah, he made it 25, two people called and I made it 130. Okay. You made it 130. One guy shoves to your left for a hundred. And what were your cards? Queens. Queens. Okay. And then the other guy made it raised to 400. Hmm. Okay. And, and this was two other, five and I had 600 in front of me. Yeah. Okay. And then the other two guys folded back on you. Right. He's Queens plus every time. And yeah. I have Queens. That's gotta be a fold. So yeah, not a, but that's one um, that I'm probably shoving like 50% of the time, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. Did he uh, did he show kings or? Well, yeah, they the the hand showed down. He won with kings. Oh, that's right, because the one guy was in for a hundred. Okay, yeah, nice fold, good, well done. Online, I don't know if I could do that. So uh, yeah, whenever I'm down to my last dollar, I seem to play uh, better poker. Good deal, good deal. But um, I haven't had a chance to play a whole lot uh, with this nine to five thing. <laughs> I find myself playing like one day a week. <laughs> You know, but, uh, but I'll probably go out today and play at the win or something. Um, play a little two, three there. You're not going to play a daily tournament. Ah, uh, no, it'll, it'll be a tournament. I don't know where though. Um, I'll have to see, I'll look at my phone and see what, uh, see what, see what this town has to offer. Sounds like fun. Yes. Sounds yes. Like yes. fun. <laughs> what else we got going, Steve? Uh, do I have a hand for you here, actually? Um, Believe it or not, I'm going to be useful and, and come up with a, my own hand here to, to share with you. Awesome. Um, because they, uh, I got to go. I want to. Uh, they actually the tournament today. I'm firing another bullet. Started uh, started 30 minutes ago, but uh, ah. 25k starting stack. So I don't mind showing up an hour and a half late. Okay. But um, a recreational player. Opens, I just say, early position to 15. Okay, wait, wait. So this is not, this is cash? This is cash. This is 2-5 cash. Okay, all right. Okay. I hopefully, I take some notes on hands for Alex to respond to. Oh. And, um, yeah, he's gotten bored with me stealing his time. He's a busy man. So he usually says, good. <laughs> or, you suck. <laughs> Um, so I, 
the guy's been um, he raises the fifteen, and I call in the cutoff with Queen Jack off. Okay. Um, I think we we were six hundred effective to start the hand. Now, normally this should be a fold or perhaps a three bet. Correct. I like a three bet. Yeah. Um. This guy just wants to see flops. He's been limping, and I've been like raising six x, and he and he's he's been getting punished for it. And basically, I didn't think I had to really ISO him here either because I didn't thought there was a very slim chance of me getting three bet behind. Okay. Um, I don't know if any of those together equal a, uh, a justification for for calling here. Still, probably a three better fold. I don't know. Um. But I call and both blinds call. And if you, um, you said he's been limping a lot and then you've been raising him and I guess when you've six exited, he's usually folded. He's called a few times. Okay. And um, yeah, this was like a week ago, so I can't remember our entire history. I just remember wanting to play pots with him. I guess this was his adjustment. I didn't necessarily, I thought he was kind of adjusting by raising. I didn't think necessarily he, um, he's raising like Queens plus or anything, you know, he could have other hands. Okay. Yeah. He could easily have pocket fives here or like Jack 10 suited or something like yes, that. Yes. That, that's my, that was my read. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think normally here I'd do a three bit and then make it something like 50, 55, something like that. Right. But, okay. Um, and then the small blind calls and the big blind calls. Yep. Okay. The flop is nine, seven, three with two hearts. Do we have a heart? Uh, no. Queen of spades, jack of diamonds. And it checks to me. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Four way. I'm probably just checking here. I could see the small blind and the big blind having a nine or a seven that they're not going to fold. Uh, uh, two overs. Backdoor street. No flush. Yeah, I'm probably just checking. I bet 35. Okay, so um, 60. Against the blinds, I'm not. Yeah, they're calling a nine or a seven here, but you can double barrel quite a bit. Okay. They're not gonna. They're not gonna stand up to the. Uh, I just thought. I guess. I guess maybe I was just taking a, taking a stab at it. Um. I bet 35 and the blinds fold and the original razor calls. Okay. So 70, 130 in the middle. Is that what you got? Uh, 60 and 70. Yes, 130. Okay. I can do math. All righty. So how would you range him here, Steve? Um. Probably like one pair. Um, I would I would say he's got um, fours, fives, sixes, uh, eights, a seven, a nine. Um, I think he's also got things like uh, ace king, ace queen, ace jack. Uh, ace ten might be coming too much. Um, too Maybe hard. Does he have, what 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 are we? Of his pre-flop range, what 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 would you take out of his range now that he's calling with? As we try to dwindle his range as the uh, yeah yeah as the hand proceeds, do we 
do we kind of do we think he's got over pairs or um i don't see him checking there if he's got tens plus i think we can take tens plus out of his range here why would he why would the small blind check the big blind check it's on him um you've got one guy behind you on position why would you not bet there with tens plus to try to get position on the uh on the other two records well and there's a flush and straight draw out there right and it's a and it's a good bore for a pair uh you can get value um so that's that's what i thought um i thought some sort of yeah kind of like you um sixes eights maybe a couple ace highs um do you think yeah, he, like an eight seven suited that now he's got a second pair or something and he's hoping you have Ace Jack. What do you think like, he does yeah. with King Jack of Diamonds, King Jack of Hearts, if he has a, a flush, if he flops a flush draw with a couple overs? I think most villains there are going to lead. Right. Uh, and some will check call. But I think the majority of the time they're going to lead that. Okay. Um, the turn is the 10 of clubs. So 10, 9, 7, 3, two hearts. Hmm. That makes it interesting. He checks to me. That obviously uh, is the card we're looking to for to give us some equity. Yeah. So now we uh, um, have some outs to the nuts here. Any uh, eight, any king. Right. Although if he has a flush draw, the hearts might not be good. So not we got six, heart, yeah. <laughs> six outs to the nuts. We think uh, he doesn't have an overpair. Queens and jacks are good a lot. Um, we didn't talk about the possibility of him having a set either on the flop. Oh, I still think he's probably betting it um, or check raising it with the, the flush draw out there. If yeah. He thinks, if, if he knows that I'm real aggressive and going to, if he knows my bet when check two is very high, um, I don't know if he's really that sophisticated and trying to range his opponents. It's going to be kind of what his hand is. Yeah. Um, hmm. But I'm, I'm um, two pair combos here too. The the only right. two you could have would be nine seven um, or uh, ten nine seven right. nine three ten three. Don't make any sense. But um, he checks to me. Are you betting here? You know, I had a hand like this recently, and I talked it over with Carlos. And um, um, his reasoning was to kind of check and because he says uh, they're always just calling, and then you have to get there. I'm like, maybe there is something to that. I don't know. At, uh, I mean, if you could, uh, if you could know that uh, replaying this hand, that you could uh, just bet once on the flop and then see the next two cards for free, um, heads up, that might not be that bad, you know? Um, that being said, what are we getting him to well, What pull? is he always calling with here? I'm confused. With the hands we gave him, is he always calling with ace jack and ace queen? Is he always calling with pocket sixes? I would think That's he's folding uh, yeah. a great part of the range we put him on on the flop. Okay, so we get him to fold fours, fives, sixes. and He's probably not calling those on the flop, so we'll take those out. Okay, we get him to fold. If we bet here, is he folding all sevens? Is he folding like eight, seven? That's um, a great draw. He's not folding. So you that. think he has a seven or nine on that flop? There's no other pairs that he has. Because mm, if he seven. doesn't, if he doesn't have any other pairs, if he's not just calling with pocket threes and see what I'll, I'll do. Um, like I said, I've been aggressive, stealing a lot of pots. Um, but yeah, if you take those out of his range, where he only has seven x and nine x, um, 
and some ace highs, then maybe it's not a bet. I don't know. What's he doing there? Like if we if we fire again here, okay, we got one thirty in the pot. Like if we fire a hundred right now, um, it, I don't think he's folding a nine. Do you? Um, probably not. But it also sets up the river shove on a lot of hand cards. We can shove if we think he has just one pair. Yeah. Okay. Well, if your 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 read is that he doesn't have much of a folding range here, then um, I guess it's a check back. Unless you know, if you're betting here, um, if you are betting here, which I did, which river cards are you shoving if he checks to you, or trying to or bluffing again? Or are you probably just done with it, thinking he again he, depending on the uh, depending on the 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 river card. Uh, let's see on uh, this. Okay, if we get a king or an eight, that one of the one of our six outs that doesn't make the uh, flush, I think um, that uh, that might justify a shove. So we can balance it with that. Now, what do we what do we also uh, balance it with that we don't hit the nuts? Um, Hmm. Maybe. Um, think- well, let me. Ju- I I think this turn bet is getting a lot of folds. You think so? I, I think it's getting very much. I think he he's calling with some ace highs, with like the ace of diamonds. Um, I think he's folding nines and sevens maybe a little more frequently than if I bet big, which I did. I bet one hundred and five. Okay. Um, I thought he's folding a fair amount of nines and sevens. Um, okay. So, and if he, and I think a lot of sets, two pairs and stuff, he would have check raised or bet the, you know, so I thought it was a bet. That's the typical thing. When you take a stab at the flop, it's like, you'll say, I'm not going to fire a double barrel until I pick up equity. And then you hit the perfect card. <laughs> so I picked up equity. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, it didn't occur to me really not to check back and get a free one, frankly. Okay. Um, I'm like, okay, good. I can, I can, I can fire again at this thing. Um, so I bet 105, and he um, he's not one who's pretty very good at hiding his distress. He takes a while before calling. Hmm. That's a good sign. That feels like a nine. <laughs> okay. What? Uh, okay. So two ten. Uh, we got two forty in the middle. Okay. So we're probably three forty um, in the middle. Cutting down his his range, maybe a little far, maybe a little more here. Um, he could still have nine or seven. He doesn't have sets or two pair. Yeah. Um, and he could still have a flush draw. He's like, oh, kind of looking at the pot. Oh, I really want this pot on the the diamonds coming or the hearts coming. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I just wanted to. I thought it was a good sign that there was a lot of rivers he was going to fold. Yeah, I think so. Um... Yeah, I like this a lot. I, I, this feels to me like a nine. I, I gotta believe he's folding a seven there, unless it's like eight seven, um, ten nine eight nine eight might be a distress call like that. Um, and then flush draws. But yeah, I think you're right. No sets, no two pairs, no over pairs. Um, and uh, we're we're dealing with a uh, straight draw, a flush draw, or a nine possibly ten? I don't think so. I don't think he'd be stressed like that with a ten. I think he'd flick in a call quicker. <clears throat> that sounds about right to me. Okay. 
So the river is the seven of diamonds. So final flop, final board, ten nine seven seven three. Okay. And he checks to me. Hmm. How much we got behind? Fifteen. 30, well, he's put in um, six hundred effective, so he's put in fifteen and thirty-five and one hundred five. So he's put in. Um, what is what is that? I'm sorry, one hundred fifty-five. One fifty-five. Okay. So the pot is like three fifty, and um, you know he's got four fifty behind. So um, I could overshove, put him totally to the test. Yeah. I I could check, give up. Of course, we 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 are absolutely killing ourselves if we somehow lose to uh, Ace High here. Yeah. Um, or we could do a smaller bet, try to make it look like value. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I, I think overshoving is a little much because a into a 350 pot, a bet of uh, 160 is going to fold Ace High just as much as a shove is going to. Um, I think. If he somehow hero calls there with Ace High, then <laughs> my hat's off to him. How about uh, 9X? Do you think that's a similar number of folds, or does 9X he fold to the shove but make the crying call for... That's the thing. Is like If he's sitting there with Ace-9, I don't think he's folding uh, um, to a, uh, a 160, but I think he's probably folding to a shove. Um, oh, man, this is a tough one. Do we just rip it? or? I don't, I don't think we can check behind here. I think we have to bet something. Because, like you said, that's, this is just a tragedy if he's got ace-queen here and, uh, and we lose to that. Um, and maybe this... I still thought there was a chance he had some, like, sixes and eights, too, by the way. So I thought he had a few more... Um, smaller pairs in just some guy who's been eights eights would make sense right eights would well, make eights sense. would make sense. we didn't bring that up yeah straight draw with the eight um first of all that river card though does not seem like a great card on a certain level to bluff again it, uh, any card seems good because he seems he's obviously capped and not real happy with his hand on the turn yeah but um not a great bluffing card no it's because not what, because what what you what have to have uh you know queen 10 or something here or yeah. well yeah and it's just how much sevens do i have in a range like what well, we wouldn't be bombing a seven on the turn no uh, if he had a nine he blocks the nine i mean we could have a 10 like 10 nine um but uh you know pocket threes but if, if he's at all like a if he's a range versus range player um he's actually going to find some ace high calls if we do against a good player he's going to find some ace high calls yeah um on this river if, if somehow he's stuck around but um we we kind of like you said i agree with that that if we're targeting ace high he's always folding to a, a bet here yeah we, we don't have to shove but i wanted to get him to fold the other one pair hands um basically tar targeting uh you know jack x or um I'm into three, three forty, three forty in the pot, three fifty. Yeah, gonna, what do you think? What do you think your your bet sizing is here? I'm gonna go like two twenty. That'll get the ace highs out, which we could have done for fifty dollars left less. But I'm hoping to also fold that ace three of hearts or the um um 
pocket eights. I'm hoping pocket eights will fold there. Um, I guess that's that's about it. All the ace highs are folding, and the only thing that would make sense to have a heart would be ace ten of hearts, which he's never folding. Ace three of hearts, or I guess that's it. Um, I like your sizing there. Okay. Make it real stout. And uh, like I said, try to get him to fold those nines. Yeah. Um, I make it 165. Okay. Try to make it value But I think for this kind of villain, it's just he's grateful it's under $200. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. can call and still have 300 <laughs> Um, He takes over a minute. Oh. Like I, I was getting ready to like really kind of anguished and, you know, playing with his chips. And he finally calls with Jack nine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that makes sense. That uh, makes I guess sense. I, uh, I thought he had a lot more. Yeah. I was targeting a size and like smaller pairs than I thought he was a C bet with a nine. We didn't really discuss that too much. Yeah. If he had ace nine or, you know, which is very vulnerable. Why wouldn't he, he bet that? Um, so I think I was considering shoving. Yeah. First of all, I, I was just talking about, you know, pre-flop ranges. I think on a certain level, I'm getting punished here for just flatting the queen jack. That's, I like it as a three bet. Right. Yeah. Um, other than that, I like, I think my flop and turn bet is fine. I think it's a must bet on the turn. I disagree with the, the, the you and Carlos respectively respectfully um the river i think it's just the hand that i'll have to listen to it again the hand that we were talking about might have had different dynamics than this right yeah yeah. i mean it's different it's where first of all it's cash versus tournament right True. yeah i mean that's um (laughs) yeah and people are bluffed more frequently in tournaments so if you have top pair you just you just treat it like a a, like a quads yeah pretty much you're not folding (laughs) where in in cash games um yeah, you can get people. People um, aren't nearly as happy to get get it all in necessarily with one pair. I think it's a shove on the river. This is like a you know an example of some like I said, or maybe two hundred something. First of all, like it's an amateur guy who probably doesn't necessarily realize that's a more valuey bet. That's the size of bet you would normally have when you're trying to get called. Yeah. So I don't know that. Like I said, um, I didn't like the bet size of that. I think if I shove. And this is also me going back to Bitcoin. And like, I'm not even really have the money to play two five anymore, Steve. Okay. I mean, I can't even play two three. I mean, two three is what I should be playing if you go by bankroll. But obviously, I just can't make an hourly to pay my bills, so I have to just try to survive with two five here. And if not, sell what Bitcoin I do have and start over. So this is, I think, that was kind of a function here, where three or four months ago, when I was in the middle of a thirty k month. Yeah. My like my best cash month ever. Um, I would have just shoved here, knowing the guy is not calling. Yeah. And here I kind of felt the same time. Well, he, I know if I shove, he's not calling, but it, maybe I can win it without putting that all. Maybe he's going to hero me. Maybe I can. Um. So yeah, I wasn't happy with this one. I should have shoved, and I would have taken it down. I think. Maybe yeah. maybe he heroes me. I I mean every now and then. Um maybe that's a pained call on the turn with uh with eight seven um so i I don't know that shoving is is the best there but i think a bigger bet you know like you said like over 200 
I think is good. Then, then when he does rip it on you, uh, when you bet, if you bet two twenty there and he shoves all in, then you know it's uh, he's just never doing that as a bluff, you know. Right. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um, yeah. This is uh, you know I think I'm getting better. Um, you know my hourly, my last couple, you know hundred or so hours have been very good at two five. You know it's running good, but I think I'm getting better at playing that player pool and against that you know those stack sizes and that sort of thing. Good, good, good. Yeah, I've been playing. Uh, well, mostly when I've been playing, I've been playing on uh, Bovada now, and um, I've been playing a lot of that. But I think I'm gonna go play some live today. I got to get my brother a birthday present. I haven't gotten him a birthday present yet. I need to do that. Uh, considering I'm out here for his birthday. <laughs> uh, I should, uh, I should. Every time I'm with you, Steve, it feels like a gift. So it might be, it <laughs> might, per, it might be uh, superfluous. It might, you might not have to give him anything, frankly. But uh. <laughs> I got to at least go get him. Maybe I'll get him a keg. He's got a, he's got a refrigerator with a keg raider in it. It's empty. Maybe I'll go get him a keg. Gotcha. That'd be, uh, be something. Bottle of scotch. Um, yeah. I brought him a box of uh, tomatoes from my garden. That's that's probably not enough for a birthday present, uh, especially when I've eaten half of them. Um, I'll have to come up with something. He's tough to buy for, you know. He's kind of quiet and he doesn't. Um, yeah, I don't know. We're we're kind of opposites as far as personality. <laughs> we're right. interested in a lot of the same things. Like for him, it's sports betting. For me, it's poker. You know, there's a lot of similarities like that. I, I can't remember. I know you've probably told me this five times. Are you the older brother? Yeah, yeah, I'm older. Than well, that's him. that's usually the typical dynamic. The older oldest brother gets so much love and encouragement that they're they're used to it, and exp- you know, very socially aggressive and that kind of thing. And the younger brother is getting a little less, as you'd expect. Yeah, mom's already been through the motherhood thing before, not quite as level. Uh, so yeah, the 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 older that's usually uh, a dynamic, I think. Well, maybe it's the other way around. <laughs> Well, I know when we were kids, I'll never forget, like when I, you know, I started driving when I was 16 and I'd go out on a date and I had to be home before 10 o'clock, you know, and, and uh, I'd squeak in the door at the, you know, 9.58 and five years later, I'm watching my brother go through this. <laughs> He'll come in at like midnight, one o'clock, smelling like weed <laughs> and just go to bed. My mom would wait up reading a book not say a damn thing to him and then she would go to bed right towards the ball. Wow. yeah mothers I get really uh for this kid <laughs> yeah my brother was jokes about this i mean it was like he he says he had to he had to make like his own doctor's appointments and stuff like when he was feeling sick you know even as like like when he was 12 and 13 because first of all by this time my mother was you know working like 90 hours a week as a school principal and you know so um things had changed a little bit and uh yeah, there's once where him and a buddy, like they were supposed to go out one night, and I, I forget the story. Somehow my brother ended up like basically with a couple teenage hoodlums. They like went out to Rhode Island for the weekend, and he was like 14 years old or something. <laughs> I was like, okay, just make sure you, you know, you get back on Sunday sometime. You know, like for me, it would have set waves of panic over her. Where's my, what? What is my baby doing? You know. Yep, <laughs> that's the story. That's pretty funny. pretty much. Um, so, Stevie, do you mind if we make it a quick one here? Because I do want yeah, to uh, uh, go uh, have fun, dude. Ship the tournament, and uh, yeah, good luck, man. Okay, man. Uh, I will talk to you soon. Have fun this weekend. Okay, and thank you for tuning in. Here is your weekly motivational speech. 
and they had the nerve to count you out. That's because they didn't understand that your motivation would never let you stay down for the count. It's times like these that we separate the real from the fake. And when it's like you can take a punch and bounce right back because you understand and know exactly what's at stake. It's times like these that we separate the real from the fake. And when it's like you can take a punch, bounce right back because you understand and know exactly what's at stake. It's money time, baby. And this is for all of the marbles. It's put up or shut up. Survive in advance. Win or go home. And that's why you spend all those hours grinding. That's why you spend all those hours pushing yourself to the limit. You spend all those hours running. That's why you spend all those hours sacrificing. You spend all those hours sweating because you know there will be no time for regretting, fretting, or letting yourself or your teammates down. See, you are bound and determined to enter into the realm of greatness that's reserved for you and only you.